All right, and hey, everybody, welcome to the EM Over Easy podcast. It is Andy Little here, joined by my co-hosts, John, Drew, Tanner, and, of course, myself. We're going to be doing an old-school topic, something that we've talked around a bunch in the past, but nothing we've ever, like, done a deep dive for. So, guys, do we really want to reveal the topic to our guests, or we want to keep them, no. keep them hanging? No. We should try to do the entire episode without saying the topic and see if they figure it out. Yeah, see if we can give them an iTunes gift card at the end of all this. If they can guess the no. end of the topic once we release it. Oh, that's not in the yeah, budget. No. Too much. No, not Too in much. the budget. Sorry, guys. So I really wanted to talk about this idea of getting good at saying no, whether it be for new opportunities at work or responsibilities. And really, we kind of get to this point of having to learn how to say no because we've done some pretty awesome things, right? So you've either gained some skills. Are you talking like nunchuck skills and longbow skills? I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't have either one of those skills. I've got other skills that aren't those. But I think each one of us can identify where we've gone through this phase, or you're in this phase, where you get asked to do a large amount of stuff. And really, there's two answers. There's yes or no. And I wanted us to dissect on how do we transition from being in yes mode to no mode? And then is this something each one of us can relate with where there was a time in our career where we felt compelled to say yes to everything? yesterday i mean is is that part of our career over <laughs> no there it is <laughs> i think i think this is definitely one of those really tough topics um to know about specifically because it's something that has kind of crept up on us all just innately through the course of becoming where we are in our careers and that's i mean when you go to undergraduate and then you go into graduate school, and then you go into residency, et cetera. You are constantly pushing the threshold, trying to push yourself, and you are constantly being added on to. I mean, I remember in med school, they were like, you feel like you know how to study, you're going to learn how to study more. And they're going to add things on, and you're like, you don't, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And you add it on. You, you keep saying, yes, I'll keep doing more. I'll keep doing more. And eventually, you just learn to do it. And so I think that innately builds in that just, I'll just say yes to everything because I can, and I'll eventually figure it out. When in reality, that probably causes a lot of harm down the road. Yeah, may, maybe it does. I agree. I think, um, I think it does have a little bit to do with this stage that you're at in your career. Uh, but one thing that I think is, is maybe a little bit easier to kind of wrap the head around, though, is this concept that it's okay to say no. Um, because when you start and you're, you're early on and whatever it is that's new, you need experience. You need to figure out what you like and what you don't like, uh, just like a new hobby or a new video game or a new whatever it may be. Um, and so I think earlier in the timeline of something you're passionate about, you want to say yes more often. What happens though is you become more tailored to figure out what is really important to you. And that's when no becomes a thing. And I think what is the challenge is feeling okay with that because it's, it takes time to, to realize that no is a complete sentence. Um, and what I mean by that is the phases that you go through, you start off with like a lot of yeses and then eventually you want to say no to something, but you say yes anyway, and then you don't do your best until people just kind of fire you from the job of whatever it was that they, they, that you didn't do. And then, um, then you go into the, like, I'd like to, but <laughs> 
you know, I'd like to do that, but, and you give a lot of excuses. And then you eventually just realize that you can just say no. And, and it's the most, one of the most powerful days in your life. I think when you do that. Yeah. Andy and I actually had a chance to talk about this a ton of it this morning offline. The concept of saying no has, it's so multifaceted. I think Tanner and John hundred percent have part of, of why I say yes and no to things. You know, you start your career off and there's things you're interested in that aren't available to you yet. And, and you, you say yes to open doors, right. To, to have new opportunities. And, and John's absolutely right that sometimes you reach a critical mass and that, that next thing you say yes to actually the, the whole house tumbles down and you can't do any of your things. And I think of it as a threshold, right? I mean, at this point, I, I have gotten to the point on a threshold as far as a workload that anything I say yes to, there has to be a no to something else, right? I, I have to take something off my plate in order to put something on my plate. And that's maybe I have capacity for more, right? But there's balance, right? I, I want to be home with my family. I, I want to be engaged in other parts of my life. I can't let everything be professional. And then John also points out that you have to be focused on what you say yes to as your interests uh, evolve. But the hardest part is identifying when that is, right? When is it, do you transition from a point in which opportunities come to you that you have to say yes to in order to open the next door? And oftentimes when you're new in your career, you say yes to things you're not even interested in, knowing that that's going to lead to the potential for you to get into the things that you really want to get into. But if you said no from the start, that door closes and it never opens up. And, and I think professionally, what we can say is the the four of us, while in slightly different phases, depending on what you're talking about, are all at that point now where there's things we absolutely want to say yes to, but there's also a lot of things we have to say no to because we're operating at that margin where there's not a whole lot of room to bring more on without again, taking something off the plate. And it's all about balance and wellness. Now, how you identify that, that's the hard part. I was just thinking about that. And as you're talking there, I'm going, you know, how do you know when you're at that spot? And so maybe that's the, that's the 50,000 foot view that you have to come back and say, how often are you legitimately sitting around bored doing something that you know you don't need to do, you don't care about if you're doing it or not? Like how much of that free bandwidth are you just kind of toiling around with? And if you can't honestly say that you're bored a good chunk of time, you're probably already there. You're probably at that point where the next time someone asks you to do something, you have to say, well, if I'm going to say yes to this, what am I going to say no to in the future or past? So for me, I think it's important to start out saying yes to stuff because there's things that we need to do that we might not be good at. And saying yes to something forces us into that mentality where we have to do it and learn and grow and that's how we get better at things. I love where you guys are going in terms of trying to figure out where that spot is in terms of saying no. And then, Drew, I did not mean to cut you off. Well, no, it's it's just so hard. So you're talking about saying no, and uh, you know we're we're recording this at the end of 2021, and and I had said to myself a couple months ago that I was not going to say yes to anything else this year. Right. So with two and a half months left in 2021. My answer was going to be no. I am not going to consider anything until we get to 2022. I have projects I'm going to offload. I'm going to create some space. I'm going to kind of reset. And then no joke within a week of me making that hard stance, an opportunity came along that there is no way I would consider saying no to. I was super excited about it. Of course, I dove in without even double checking myself, uh, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself and said, yes. I legitimately remember that. And I'm still really... <laughs> I'm still really excited about these opportunities, but it gets into then what now 
on the back end is what do I have to take off my plate? You know, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff doesn't really ramp up until 2021, but I'm already now in this mental space where I'm thinking about it as opposed to truly cruising through the rest of the year uh, and and sunsetting 2021 before I consider anything else. It's amazing how these things happen, right? And, and then you have to backtrack and go, all right, if I'm going to do this, I got to take this off. I got to say no to this. I have to take myself away from this project, but I can't do that without bringing somebody else in, which is another really interesting part of saying no, and we can get to maybe in a little bit, is how do you say no without closing a door and still offering the person you're saying no to a good alternative to you or what you would bring to the table? And I think that's a really, really important part of saying no, because really at the end of the day, we don't want to close any doors. We want to keep doors open. We want to help other people along, but sometimes we're not the right one for it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true, and and you guys know one of my uh, tricks that I like to use. No or no, no K N O W. Oh gosh, that I uh, I actually one of the the tools that I learned to help get around some of the angst of saying no to people was really picking uh, individuals to come along that wanted those opportunities of being very deliberate and targeted. Um, about moving them into that space. And I know you guys are also all very good about doing that. One thing that Andy said at the very beginning that I want to just prod with a pen a little bit is, um, and no, it's a good thing, but I think it's an interesting concept. What you you pointed out was uh, when you're given an opportunity, you can say yes or no. And I think that is the most mature thing that can be done. Uh, but it happens to a lot of us. And I don't say mature in a bad way. I just mean intellectually mature because there actually is a third option, which is silence, uh, which is the worst. When, you, when you're kind of half in, half out, you say yes, but you mean no. So you don't put your whole self into it. And the worst thing about that is not only do you overextend yourself, but you're blocking other people from that opportunity. And you typically are slowing down a project. Uh, and I am a hundred percent sure that I have done this more in the past than I would like to um, like to say because I like to think that I'm a pretty decent guy and follow through on my commitments. But but I clearly recall several things that that I got myself into that in the middle of it I'm like, what am I doing? And and why did I agree to do this? And then you're in that incredibly awkward spot of like, do I just try and plow through? Do I let them know that this really isn't for me? Um, and that's such a horrible feeling, but I think that's part of the growth. And I think that's what helped me get to the ability to say no. Some of it has to do with branding, right? You, you have a brand that you've created for yourself. And if you say yes to something and commit to something, but they're not getting 100% of Drew, right? Which nobody really wants. But let's say John is a better option, right? John commits to something, but it's not the John that they thought they were getting because he's not passionate about the project or he doesn't have the bandwidth for the project, you're actually damaging your brand by not fulfilling that yes that you committed to. So you're better off in a lot of these situations once you reach that point or it's that type of project or that type of opportunity and and saying no so that you can maintain who you are. And, And then we get into, like we talked about, how do you open the door for somebody? cool <laughs> awesome awesome no no drew did a mic drop there's really nothing else to cover in, in the words of in the r- words of roy kent fuck no <laughs> oi oi so now that we're here 
I think it would be interesting for us and to share with our listeners how the four of us have gotten to where we say no, knowing that we've all spent the majority of the last five, six, seven, maybe up to 10 years, or maybe longer, saying yes to most things that come our way. So how do you now say no when you're asked something that maybe you would have said yes to five, six, seven months ago? I think the thing that I've probably developed more than anything else in the last several years is just giving the reason why I'm saying no um, and being honest about it. Uh, I think honesty goes a long ways in these scenarios. And so, for instance, a recent uh, opportunity came up for me and I said yes to one portion of it, but I said no to the other portion. And I said no to the other portion because be and it literally the, the qualification was because that sounds like it's going to probably take a lot of bandwidth. And I really don't know with everything going on, if I'll be able to do both of those very well. So let me start with this first part and then we'll see how it goes after that. And that was received very well. It was instantly like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Because what they would rather have is me effective in the first part and not do the second part. Let somebody else take on that bandwidth than me doing both parts, you know, half bleeped. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting that you really just described renegotiating the terms of the no. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Renegotiated. Yeah. And there've been instances where I've got an opportunity that I've, I thought I might be interested in and it's kind of, give me, give me a week or give me two weeks. I need to think about this. I need to see now that I have this opportunity sitting, where does, where does, where does my mind go? You know, how do I feel about it? Do I get excited about it? Or am I not excited about it? And and recently, this was six or so months ago, um, one of these opportunities came along that on face value, it was something that I should probably be really into and and something that I, I would have said yes to and maybe have even said yes to something similar to it coming from a different organization or different group or whatever. Um, but I sat on it for a week and said I'd get back to the person and it caused stress for me. It was not something I was excited about. I did not come with uh, engaging ideas. I didn't feel like I was going to be able to drive the project forward in the way that I was being asked to. And so after that that waiting period, I got back to him. I said, hey, I really appreciate the offer. I, now is not the time for me. Let me know in the future if you think there's another time for me to come on board or if I can help point you in a, in a certain direction. And I had to just grace, graciously bow out and, and because I, I knew that I was not going to be able to commit to that, that job and do it well. Or it was going to cause me a lot of angst, which was definitely not what I was looking for at the time. Teenage Drew likes angst. 40-year-old Drew, not as much. Yeah, definitely not as much for sure. And uh, those are both great points. And to piggyback onto kind of both what Tanner and Drew had alluded to, sometimes uh, the opportunity comes in a way that uh, you can't really turn it down. Maybe your uh, boss um, has presented it to you and there's something that they either need you to do or you realize is a really great opportunity. And I think one of the the merges of that com- kind of a combo of two patterns is really um, something the, hey, my plate is full. What would you like for me to prioritize? Like, I want to do this for you. I want to be able to get this done. Uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. But how can I... Uh, what would you have me move off my plate? And sometimes you can identify it yourself. Sometimes you have to have other people identify it for you. I love that. That honestly, probably one of the best examples of that, that I've ever personally encountered is Michelle Lynn at academic life and emergency medicine. She is so good about a upfront saying how much bandwidth you have, how you doing 
And then on the back end, if somebody says, no, I don't think I can, no sweat off her back. She'll move on to the next one and, and find someone who does have that ability. And like, it's really amazing when you do run into those people who are able to handle no's either before or after very well. It's so refreshing as opposed to the people who aren't. And they are like, whoa, it's terrifying. Yeah, for me, it is interesting that you bring up the idea of how people handle saying no and feel that that's a completely different episode that we could record on how to react to people who take hearing no poorly. But with that said, I think on top of being able to say no, I like to collect people. And I know that sounds weird, but I like to collect people. You you like to collect jobs, too. You, you like to say yes a lot, Andy. So back to the when I say collecting people, I like to collect people, and I say people, is people that I can give opportunities to. So now when I say yes, I view yes as one of two options. It's yes, this is something I'm passionate about, something I want to do. It's a skill I want to learn. Or it's can I get involved in this project that leads to an opportunity for somebody else, one of the people on my team, includes the three of you, our bloggers, other people that I'm actively involved with, maybe a two-way mentorship with. And now when I say no... I use one of those people, you guys, other members of our team, and now I can go to them and say, look, I can't do this because I don't have the bandwidth, and I'm never lying when I say that, but I have this other person who would be perfect for the job for X, Y, and Z, and then they go do that job, and they get a great opportunity, and then that doesn't get me off of the people who asked me's list for future opportunities that I might want to be involved in. It just allows me to maybe skip this one. And so that's where when I say collect people, I collect p- opportunities and I collect people so I can pair them together. That way, when I have to say no, somebody else gets a yes and a really cool opportunity that maybe they couldn't have gotten any other way. I'm now literally envisioning myself as a figurine on your home. That's office. exactly that what I was thinking collected. earlier. Like, I'm like, which one am I? Those little Lego like, guys. Fit into your collection of people. Those little Lego Dr. guys. Were, they're not actually Lego guys. It's us. <laughs> So other than that very scary visual of a collection of little uh, figurines on the shelf, uh, I appreciate really, Andy, the way that you you really practice that. And you guys all know one of my favorite uh, quotes and and kind of action thoughts is really around this concept of live your life with, with one arm up and one arm down. And that's because you should always be reaching to improve yourself, but you should also be reaching down uh, to bring other people up to where you are. And it's so important uh, in emergency medicine when you leave a committee, when you leave, uh, you know, an opportunity on the sidelines that you help identify who from uh, the emergency medicine house should fill that opportunity to give them a chance as well. Realize there's there's enough pie for everybody to have a slice. Now, to turn this around just a little bit, just as we find ourselves in a position to say no, we find ourselves in a position, as we've been talking about for the last several minutes, to offer opportunities to others, which now means we're on the receiving side of a yes or no. And while I am very respectful of when somebody says no, there have been some instances where I really feel that the right answer for that person is yes, that it's an opportunity that they really need to consider, that they shouldn't just turn down on face value, or it's a door that I, I might not be able to open again. This is kind of a you know a one-trick pony, and if you don't take this on, um, I don't know that I can help progress you in, in a certain 
realm that that person really wants to go on. So just as it's hard for us to say no sometimes, how do you approach somebody who says no to you when what you really think they need to say, not want them to say, and and I want to be clear about the difference, but what you really think is the right thing for them to say is, is yes. Personally, I think that there's no way I will ever know everything that's going on in that person's life. And so I will defer to them to know the right answer regardless. But if I think it's one of those kind of one-time really great opportunities for that person, I I would offer them a, a moment of time. So instead of saying no right now, say, hey, think about it for 24 hours. Think about it for 48, whatever, whatever you can give them and just say, I think this would be really valuable. Talk to your personal board of directors, your, your family, whoever you think they need to talk to, to get themselves in a good spot to make a good decision. And that should hopefully be enough. And I think a wrinkle that can go back to one of my previous comments was, is that when you ask somebody of something and they aren't all for it, renegotiate the ask. I think we've all benefited from that where we've been asked something, we don't have the bandwidth for it. And then they come back and say, look, we want you in the room. We want you at the table. And so they renegotiate for something smaller. And then we're like, man, I should have said yes to this to begin with. And so go to them and say, look, you can't give me X. Can you give me Y? If it's a 10-hour a month responsibility and they can't pull that off, figure out what two hours is. Because I think when you're asking somebody, you know they're going to benefit from this in some way, shape, or form. So figure out a way to get them in the room that then they can make the decision, this is something I'm passionate about. And then they can decide if this is something they want to expand or decrease or back off of in the future. But renegotiate the ask. That way, you don't really leave with not giving them the opportunity. Such great points all around, really. Um, I definitely see and feel the pain that Tanner expressed when you really think it's a great opportunity, but really wanting to be respectful of the boundaries of that person. And and I suffer uh, from the same thing. I really think people know their space better than anyone else. But there are times, uh, particularly when you're in a leadership position uh, within emergency medicine, that you really you really see clearly. So I, I like the idea of uh, renegotiating, and I also like the idea of um, you guys know I like the the concept of a of a um, post mortem um, and a pre mortem. Uh, and the premortem where you take an idea and you see what's going to kill it before. I kind of like working that idea with an opportunity, right? Let's, let's do a premortem on this and let's see, let's pretend I'm going to do it and let's see what would kill it. And let's see if those are really barriers to me doing it or if there are things that I can do that can make it, um, workable. If I really think it's that critical of a project or an opportunity for the person, then I often will offer to run a premortem with them. And I think one of the things I've heard come up from friends and there are all different kinds of uh, career paths and everything that they get concerned about is if they say no to certain you know, promotions or um, you know, job opportunities or projects uh, too often, then they're worried that eventually they'll just get you know, X'd out. They're going to stop being asked. And I think as a leader, that would be some feedback that I would take subconsciously if they keep saying no, like maybe they actually just really don't want to do any of this. So I think taking that leadership step and asking them like, hey, if you're going to truly say no to this opportunity that I think is great for you, are you interested in the future potentially? Like making sure to clarify so that you don't run into the same problem over and over with the same person um, because they truly may just, you know, be the person who wants to 
grind out shifts and do other things that has nothing to do with whatever you're talking about. So Tanner, I'm really glad you brought that up because as somebody who asks a lot of people, <laughs> and I, as I'm saying this, um, you can see Drew's face giving the assertive, I ask a lot of people, but I, and he's probably wondering why am I Andy's friend? This has been a bad 10 years. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. We just have to say no to you a lot. But that being said, I think it's important to where if you are bad at saying no, we all have people that we've asked enough who have said no to where they're off our list. There are no more opportunities for them because they've said no in such a way without being able to figure out this no, but later or no, but here's somebody else to where I I don't have time to go back to them and keep asking knowing that the answer the last, I don't know, umpteen times has been no, and so I move off of that. So I think that's also where it's important to learn how to say no, because if you say no enough, opportunities will not call you. People will not think of you because you'll always be the no person. There are times that you have to take on that that extra task, that extra opportunity. You say yes when it does overload you, but the the juice is worth the squeeze, right? Like It's a short-term thing, and it, it opens up more doors down the road to get to where you want to go. It's a very difficult art of balance is what it all comes down to. And we've talked a lot professionally. I, I, I think it's really worth noting that this is a personal life issue too, right? And unfortunately, what happens sometimes is we get really caught up in our professional lives and we say yes to something professionally. And then what we end up having to say no to is something personally, right? And what I am trying to be very conscious of with two kids that are becoming more interactive in sports and activities and, um, you know, school and, and other things is that I need to make sure that I say yes to them, that I say yes to my family, that I have that yes taken care of. Um, that's not to say that every once in a while professionally something doesn't come along where maybe I do need to say no to something personally, but but be really cognitive that the no can't be personal and the yes professionally. Oftentimes it has to be the opposite because otherwise – Again, everything's going to topple. You're just going to implode. Yeah. My wife and I have this same issue at home where our, our, our little habitat of our house, we constantly are saying yes to things that pulls us away individually from the things that we want to do that make us us. Um, if my wife wants to go and uh, work on a project or work on some of the plants in the backyard, but she says yes to me needing a break to do something else and I take away from her time or vice versa, or the kids are needy that day. And instead of one of us taking both kids, both of us take both kids and it pulls us away from those times where we really probably needed to be individuals for a little bit. So um, yeah, this, this is a, this transcends professional and personal lives very easily. So how about each of us give our take homes from this conversation for the audience something they can take from this conversation and apply directly to their current situation. I think you got to learn the word no and be comfortable saying it, but not in a way that no is an absolute, right? There, It's no but, just like John and, and uh, Tanner were saying. It's, it's, it's no but let me offer you something else or no but please come and circle back to me. Um, don't close doors, but that doesn't mean you have to walk through the door. Um, and when you say yes, and when you say no, make sure you know how that affects you. What is your bandwidth? What is your, your threshold for being able to say yes or no to whether it's personal or professional. And when you say yes, what then says no. And when you say no, what maybe can you then say yes to? For me, it's honesty. 
you first have to be honest with yourself and what you're saying yes or no to. And secondly, you have to be honest with the person you're saying the reply to. So that way everyone's on the same page. You know what you're getting yourself into and they know what you want out of it. And I would say uh, be firm, fair, and consistent. Uh, As you get more used to the word no, uh, remember no is in of itself a complete sentence. And sometimes you do need to carry a message with it uh, to help make sure the person understands the intent behind it. But sometimes it's okay just to say no. And my take home would be get really good at when you say no, facilitating other people. It's a skill, but it's something you can learn. And it will lead to more opportunities because people will see you as a facilitator that even though you couldn't deliver, you provided somebody else who could, and they want more of that in their team. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being a part of this conversation. This is something I've been wanting to cover for a long time, and I knew if I brought it to the table with us, it would be a masterful conversation. And it has. And listeners, don't forget, we are the official podcast of the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians. To learn more about this organization, how you can get involved, and maybe attend an upcoming spring seminar where you'll see the four of us live and in person for EM Over Easy shows, visit acuap.org.